Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich, and our topic today is what appears to this observer to be an extraordinary opportunity to acquire shares of Intel, not as a high-flying tech stock, but as a low-lying value stock, currently snubbed by analysts. But isn't the Silicon Valley firm beset by challenges? Indeed it is. Stocks with exploding sales growth and market monopolies do not sell at bargain basement prices, but Intel's challenges are solvable. It seems to me that the firm is at work fixing them as we speak. Here is why patient investors may wish to consider including Intel inside their portfolios. Late last month, after Intel's Q1 earnings report, which beat both top-line and bottom-line estimates, Rosenblatt Securities offered the following bearish view. Intel is set for a very challenging two to three years in terms of share loss, margin pressure, and heightened execution risk by juggling many more balls in the air than ever before. End quote. Bank of America maintained its bearish view on Intel in light of no sales growth and negative trending profit margins, as well as reduced buybacks, which B of A sees as another headwind to earnings per share. Seeking Alpha contributor Paulo Santos in a highly sophisticated editor's pick article suggests the x86 chip design faces obsolescence and will cost Intel customers such as Apple in the same way that Motorola and IBM were sunk in 1995 and 2005 when Apple then moved its computers to Intel's x86 chips. There is positive commentary as well, including an impressive analysis from new essay contributor Jay Wu. But clearly the nays have it, as the stock price has only fallen despite its earnings beat since its $61 level at the April 23rd earnings report. Indeed, Intel itself has contributed to this dim view, with a modest expected decline forecast for Q2 revenue. The company's annual guidance for 2021 sees growth in both revenue and profits, though at modest levels, so perhaps it is understandable that investors are seeking greener pastures by deserting the stock. This to me, however, presents a classic value investing opportunity. The essence of value investing is buying when no one else wants to buy, but when the company's future prospects are underappreciated. When the analysts are seeing two to three year headwinds for this or that reason, when the company itself announces moderate annual performance, that is the time to get in if it is reasonable to expect the company will do well. And in my view, the company's future is exceedingly bright. Here's the big picture as I see it. First of all, the company is cheap. Intel is the sort of company that a curmudgeon such as myself would normally pass by. I'm not willing to pay up for growth, so the glamorous high-tech companies are usually out of my league and off of my list. Who would have thunk that the company whose chips power the world's most technologically sophisticated instruments could be had at a price-to-earnings ratio of just 12, a fraction of the industry average? Secondly, Intel is dominant. Admittedly, it has plenty of competition, but it remains the world's number one chip manufacturer by far and has always been admired for the quality and performance of those chips in comparison to most of its rivals. Third, I'm not overly concerned by that competition. Assuming that other companies are now making better products, as some Intel critics claim, we're talking about a market with a unique and acute supply constraint. Intel's CEO has noted it will take a couple of years for the industry to catch up with the surging demand across every aspect of the business. Where does this demand come from? It comes from a massive trend toward increased consumption of streaming services, 
artificial intelligence-based services, and an Internet of Things revolution connecting more and more devices to networks. All of these things add chips to items that were without them until very recently. I'm sure most of us can remember a time when there were no chips in our cars or home security systems. In short, increased demand for communications, processing, and storage means Intel and its rival firms will be needing to crank out more product. Intel's detractors criticized the company for falling behind competitors such as advanced microdevices in the high-margin data center business. Despite a positive Q1, Intel's data center sales fell 20%. That's probably what's really eating its stock price. But that is short-sighted. Intel long ago took actions to develop higher-performing chips to address this market. Its new H-series processors launched one week ago, and its Alder Lake processor is due out later this year. The cure for the illness is thus already here, with stronger cures under development, but the analyst ratings are based only on the illness. Meanwhile, Intel's size and resources give it unique advantages in other areas. It is developing a foundry business, manufacturing custom computer chips for tech companies such as IBM. Its size also enables it to buy great products and services at will, and indeed, it has done so. Intel owns Mobileye, the leader in autonomous driving. Revenue for this unit has more than doubled since Intel's 2017 acquisition, such that its cutting-edge vision-sensing technology is self-funding. And thanks to Intel's acquisition of artificial intelligence chipmaker Habana Labs in 2019, machine learning and other AI applications used across the economy now also have Intel inside. Intel's fiercest competitor, NVIDIA, still has the edge in AI, but I think AI is big enough to make room for an Intel with a serious offering in the arena. Intel's stock has lost over 15% of its value in the past month. The company has faced a brain drain, lost market share, suffered product launch delays, and a host of other problems. It's not for nothing that analysts do not like it. Atlantic Equities is the latest to downgrade the firm, from neutral to underperform. But these are the things that make this a value stock. That's why shrewd investors are scooping up shares. Dan Loeb's third point owns a billion-dollar stake in the company. Why? Because he knows its problems are fixable, so it's worth buying it when it's cheap. I'd go further, though. I think a lot of the firm's problems are already fixed. The firm possesses top-notch human capital. It has made smart acquisitions. It is developing higher-performing data center chips. It is doing all of this and more at a time when its target markets are rapidly expanding. It also has a new CEO, Pat Gelsinger, as of February. With deep industry knowledge and deep Intel knowledge, having held key roles at Intel, including chief technology officer, before he became CEO elsewhere. Can Intel pull off this turnaround? We can never be sure, but I tend to think so. Plus, if given the choice between a company for which everything is going right, with a stock price to reflect that, and a company with some problems, but also bearing a bargain basement stock price, top-notch resources, and favorable market conditions, I would choose the latter. This is Gil Weinrich for Seeking Alpha.